Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm Jeannie Rice, your co-host. Michael and I will share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. We offer tools and support five days a week. We will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love in Aramaic Rachma. Michael is the author of Why Is This Happening to Me Again?, For more information on Michael or myself or forgiveness, please visit www.whyagain.org. And now, your co-hosts, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. Hi and welcome to the show. This is Friday, July the 29th, 2016. And our call-in number is 66. 200-4169. Press 1, and that puts you in queue to talk to us. And we would love to hear your comments and your questions, because that makes this your show. I hear Michael's already with us. Welcome, Michael. Well, thank you, dear heart, and thank you, everyone, for joining us. We're honored that you're here to share this space with us. about this internal process of uh, of first century Aramaic forgiveness that reverses everything we've been taught about forgiveness and uh, teaches us or shows us that forgiveness is really an internal process, an internal dynamic, and the tool with which you remove what doesn't belong. I was sharing yesterday uh, the film Beyond Belief and uh, a piece of the puzzle that I had missed in uh, in that uh, uh, movie that they brought forward quite clearly that I had never heard before and I thought was very powerful was that as with these two women, instead of being lost in their trauma, and if you weren't with us yesterday, the film is a film uh, that documents two women whose husbands, who, who first of all were pregnant when 9-11 happened and both of their husbands were killed in 9-11. And instead of getting lost in their pain and their trauma and what could have been post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, they made a different choice. They decided to live as human beings and decided to start a project where they would support some of the 500,000 widows that we have made in Afghanistan. And one of the things they talked about as opposed to post-traumatic stress disorder was post-traumatic growth and that we can grow from an experience rather than get lost in an experience. And these two women chose to grow. It's interesting, one of them at the end of the film, throughout the film, she shared that uh, she really didn't like being thought of as uh, a 9-11 widow. And so she finally actually left the project Uh, so that she could give up the identity as a 9-11 widow. And uh, some some very powerful and interesting dynamics in the inside of this woman. And I believe she was the one that came up with the post-traumatic growth. Uh, And so 
very, very traumatic experience. You know, I cannot fathom what a woman must go through having a, a child in her belly and the father of the child being murdered has just got to be just beyond, beyond comprehension. And she decided to go for post-traumatic growth and has supported hundreds of women. You know, they're working to get this project to grow. As I say, she actually left the official project, so she was no longer going to identify herself as a 9-11 widow. And she's still continuing to work with uh, uh, widows in Afghanistan and, and provide them some sort of support so that these women can actually carry on in something other than the direst of poverty. And so if you've been through a traumatic experience, we invite you to be careful about buying into the post-traumatic stress disorder. And if you make choices as a true human being, as you are the active presence of love, if you live that experience out of that presence of love, you'll find that there's something quite different that happens. And that which is different is that you get to heal the wounds of all of your generations and you get to move through the trauma energy involved and in so doing, you learn and you grow. And it doesn't matter, I mean, it doesn't get much more dramatic than what these women went through. So it really doesn't matter what you've been through. You can choose to tap into your, tap into and activate your connection to present love. And by so doing, you will transform everything in your world. You will become a bigger person, a stronger person, a more capable person, and develop many, many new skills. And so the going inside of yourself and cleaning up the inside, removing the hostilities, the fears, the grave, the grief, the rage. Now you say, but all those things are justified. Well, I agree with you. There's certainly a, uh, a, a realm in which you're perfectly justified to engage in all of those energies and are you required to is it a necessity and I'd offer perhaps it's not perhaps you could say ah I've been through this experience I think I will live beyond this experience learn what I can learn and gee would it be nice to have the dreams I had before this experience I mean I can't fathom what this woman's dreams. I mean, talk about a lot to, to, to grieve over the loss of her dream of her husband and their child and, you know, the future they had together. That's all gone. And certainly, certainly grief is appropriate. And letting oneself be in that space and letting those layers come up. You know, I've watched many people over the years uh, dealing with the grief and, and, and the, the one of the most common things I hear is, I don't know if this is ever going to end. And you know what? It may not. But you can take each layer that comes and purposely, consciously utilize the tools, tap into the active presence of love that is in you, and be in that experience and process through 
and come out the other side with a new set of awarenesses, a new set of eyes, and a new capacity to live as the presence of love. I would love to see this film get into the hands of Mr. Trump and uh, Mrs. Clinton and have them start to see that perhaps there's an, an opportunity here that instead of promoting the idea of enemy and promoting the idea of making war, that we could actually start to see each other as human beings and comprehend the human dilemma. A very powerful thought in The Course in Miracles is that there are two things, and one is that there is love, and then there's a cry for love. And certainly there's a lot of crying for love going on in the world today. Every hostile, fearful response under it is that deep, deep desire to be connected to love, no matter how bizarre the behavior is. And the only reason that one would eternally condemn someone for the behavior that they're doing that seems so bizarre is because they've done the same behaviors. They have the same energy dynamics in them, and they have not yet been able to remove or forgive those energetic dynamics from within themselves, and so they lay those dynamics on someone else. So that's the kind of world that we're here to support and create, and we're honored that you're here to join us in doing that and to engage in the thought structure of the first century Aramaic, and in particular, the first century Aramaic tool of forgiveness. If you have not accessed that tool yet, we invite you to go to our website, www.whyagain.org. And the first two words on the page, top of the page, are Start Here. Just click on the Start Here button. It'll open a whole series of links that will walk you right through the forgiveness process from A to Z. With dozens of hours of actual tutoring on the worksheet, uh, in the links, and every bit of support we can possibly give you. We, we provide every tool, every level of insight, every level of support that we can possibly offer through this show and the workshops that we do when we travel. Certainly there's a different space that happens when one steps into an intensive, but we put it all out there, everything we've got. We're here to support you in using it and making it available to every mind, heart, and being on the planet. I personally want to see my kids grow up and live a life of liberty and abundance. And the way things are going, if somebody doesn't change something, that's not what's in the cards. So it's definitely a wake-up call for everybody to participate in living a, a different level of conscious life and really, truly functioning as a presence of love. And that's what we're here to support you in doing. So we're honored that you're here to join us. And uh, Dr. Tim, are you with us today, sir? I am here. Awesome. What's exciting in your world? Well, I'm having a day on a Friday here, very active, starting early in the morning and just finished with another patient. And last night we had our support group, Thursday night support group. We had one other person and myself in attendance. And as we often say when these things happen, when there's just one or two people, it can often be even more intense than if there's 8 or 12 or 15 and so we had a lovely group last night, a lot of intense reviewing and focusing on internal process. And uh, I'm, I am blessed, as I've said every time I talk about this, to have these people in my life and to be around people who are choosing to improve their lives, <clears throat> trying new things, applying tools, etc. 
and uh, I had somebody come in today who has only been to see me about three or four times and was talking about how in the past three weeks she's transformed the relationship with her husband. And the primary method for doing that is um, the short version of the reality management worksheet and focusing on herself rather than him and adding uh, EFT tapping when she gets upset when he's not meeting her goals and then canceling the goal and moving through it. And she's just amazed at how the relationship is transforming. So that's my offering for today, the tools. And and this is a person who's 69 years old. She's had this pattern for at least 60 because when she was young, she was developing the pattern of caregiving for her younger brother who who needed it, but then she kind of translated that directly over onto her husband who didn't need it and it was causing problems in the relationship so now she's in a matter of just a few weeks uh, transforming her marriage by canceling her goals and focusing on herself and taking responsibility for what she's feeling rather than blaming him so it's just a joy to be on the team Yay. Amazing what a little goal canceling, breathing, and smiling will do, isn't it? <laughs> it always amazes me. Always yep. delights me to watch what comes up, what people get in touch with that they just, you know, have been hitting, hiding from themselves all their lives. It's just always amazing and always uh, wondrous to watch. So let's check with Jeannie and see if we've got anything happening in the chat room. Or if there's anybody in the phone queue with a hand up, sweetie. No, it's really quiet on both fronts. So uh, there's several people already on the switchboard. So if somebody presses one, you're first in line without waiting. Well, maybe while we're waiting for somebody to press one, Jeannie, you could share what's happening in September and um, with the healing the whole woman. Okay. So... Um, September the 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th, uh, Michelle Pache has opened her home to have a women's intensive. So I'll be facilitating that. It starts at 5 o'clock on that Thursday night and goes to 1 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. It's going to be very intense. We are going to have like 21, 22 hours of class time in that short period of time. and we're going to be covering, you know, the why again, the relationship, codependence, power person, covering a lot of that. We're going to talk about abuse and post-traumatic stress and and how to forgive and let go of that and to work through it and look at the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, how they're all tied together and that you have to address each one to heal the whole. And that's where it comes from, healing the whole woman. And so... Uh, Lisa K. Mack is going to come and do our food for us during that time. And August 25th is the final day to sign up for it. We're limited in space, nine women uh, staying residential, and then Michelle, myself, and Lisa at the home. So there will be 12 of us at the home. And then we have room uh, for six more to be commuters. And so if anybody's interested in that, 
uh, money down. We'll reserve your space, and it's going to be first come, first serve. Had several people that have said, oh, I'm going to do this. Yep, I'm in, but haven't seen any money yet. So (laughs) August 25th will be the cutoff for that for me to determine whether it's truly going to happen or not. So if you're seriously interested, ladies, let's get it going. I can hear you talking in the other room, Michael, but you're not coming through the phone. Okay. Have you got me now? There you are. Yep. Okay. I have a new phone, which I'm going to switch over to over the weekend, so hopefully these uh, phone problems will disappear. But it hadn't occurred to me until you were just speaking about uh, some of the issues you're going to address, but this beyond uh, belief talk about the perfect women's intensive movie. I mean, so probably, and a cool thing about it is, and I don't know if Michelle is there. I was going to invite Michelle to, uh, to share her experience perhaps of Jeannie's uh, healing the whole woman that she did what, two years ago now, I think, but, um, or maybe Gail who's, who's done it. Maybe any of the ladies who've done it might uh, just hit one and, and share a little bit of your experience, but, uh, to bring a group of women together to, uh, who just thinking about it to watch that film is going to be so powerful if that's the one you choose to do i know that you were you had another one in mind but we hadn't seen this one by then but anyway however it fits it would be so awesome to see that post-traumatic growth instead of post-traumatic stress and uh, moving into aliveness cool look forward to seeing how it all comes together yeah i'm excited it's, about it and uh when we get to, we're actually headed to Springfield this afternoon, so we'll have higher speed internet. Right now I'm using my phone as my internet connection for the switchboard. So I will get um, pictures up when I have a higher speed. And also, Dr. Tim, if I sent you a text, I don't know if you've had a chance to, to look, There was, or Michelle, if you're listening, there was one day when uh, you walked somebody through doing a worksheet and it was one day this month when Michael and I were on and I would like to put that on the special page with the where we have people you know being walked through doing the worksheets I'd like to add that to that I've listened to a couple of days when I could but I haven't uh, found it yet so if you know exactly what day that was (laughs) if you could lead me in that direction I would appreciate it I will try to reconstruct that and and let you know, I believe it was a Thursday. Okay. I would appreciate so, that. Thank you. All right. And we did have a hand just cool. go up. Area code 618, you're on the air. Hey, this is Gail. I heard you um, ask um, for me to comment on my experience of healing the whole woman. <laughs> hey there, young lady. Welcome. So I'm calling in to do so. Hi. And cool. I was also... Hey. Uh, um, my my neighbor is mowing his lawn, so I'm going to try to find a place um, where it's a little bit more quiet. He just turned it off. We can't we can't can we can't hear him. We you can't, can't hear, hear him. Okay, clear. so oh, I'm in a, I'm in a good spot right now. Okay, you're perfect. Um, okay, good good deal. Um, I experienced uh, Jeannie's healing the whole woman in 2015 in Orlando slash Kissimmee um, at the, um, at the Heritage Park Inn. 
And um, it was the first time I'd ever met you or Jeannie. Um, basically, I was doing all this work on my own by reading the book online and doing worksheets on my own and then listening to the MP3s and then eventually um, becoming daring and starting to listen to the show and then hit one and ask questions. So this was my first time ever in meeting you and Jeannie and um, experiencing um, this work. And I, for me, I believe this was the best way to be introduced to it was doing it with, in a women's group and then proceeding. Um, we had both men and women at that intensive, and then we split up. Um, we did Healing the Whole Woman, and then you did the Y um, workshop with the men. And um, it was great to be in that safe environment with other women that have experienced the same thing, um, to be safe enough to let the issues bubble up and and to learn how to use the tools to dismantle um, the trauma that seemed to be specialized to women. And just the, the camaraderie, the sorority that was, that was formed, um, the trust between women, uh, the, the sacred space. And um, that was facilitated by Jeannie who was very prepared. She knows her, she knows her material. Um, she is a very connected, compassionate voice um, that could hold the space to bring that up and, and to feel safe to have that, those issues come up. Um, the props were amazing and cute and apropos. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a very secret, safe, loving space, and it was exactly what I needed. Um, for somebody that was coming um, that had three issues in crisis or three areas in crisis on my personal code evaluation um, to the amount of growth that I experienced in that nine days and the amount of growth I experienced that month of being in Florida um, was amazing and um, very much appreciated. And if you, if you want me to, I could also tie in the personal code evaluation class experience and also talk about laws of living in order to echo what Susan Darnell talked about on Tuesday. Yeah, you did, you did the whole shebang all in one shot. So that was pretty cool. Tell us about it. Okay. Well, I did the personal code evaluation right after um, healing the whole woman. And it was a three, three day class, I believe at that time. And it was the first time they presented. You're starting to cut out now. I don't know if you've moved. If you can hear me, I, I'm not. We're not hearing you at all. I can just hear your voice kind of kicking in and out. Um, you're back. You're I'm gone. back. Okay. My my house is very tricky. My um, it, it is a very tricky place. <laughs> um, there's a lot of interference, and I can move my head a millimeter, and it. it um, anyway, um, so am I back <laughs> still? You're good. We got you. Okay. I will stay here for a moment and see what happens. Um, the personal code evaluation, uh, I enjoyed that class. It was short and sweet. 
I think the reason why I enjoyed it so much is because I love to see the dynamic and learning what everything means in the personal code when you receive your scores um, or receive your placement on things to deal with. I found it very intriguing to learn um, what the different percentages meant, like if you're in the bottom third um, to the middle third to, you know, the upper third. Um, also, having a full understanding of what the loves mean. Um, when I came and met you for the first time, um, my I was living in hell and hell to be with where my loves were because my love of truth was above my love of, of um myself and and for others and so I was dumping on everybody and um including myself and so those, me, those dynamics were go ahead yeah let me just share for those who are are listening what what that means give people a few more brain cells to understand what you just said when people do an intensive we do a thing called a personal code evaluation it's 160 questions that uh, measure 10 different areas of mental function, spiritual function, that shows where challenges are. And so when there are three scores in particular that are very important in their balance, and one of them is love of truth, one of them is love of others, and one of them is love of self. And Basically, if there's an imbalance in those areas, then what happens, the mind skews its perception and it leaves us in some kind of difficulty. And so what um, we're referring to here is that when love of truth is really high, you know, I want the truth, I want to know the truth, but I don't have a high love of self what will tend to happen is that I will, my mind will skew things so that it always looks to me like it's my fault. And so that's what she means by I was living in hell. So we, we um, call that when love of truth is high and love of self is low, we call it the recipe for hell because whenever anything goes wrong, it's always my fault, my fault, kind of taking off on yesterday's mea culpa idea. It's all my fault. And I'm sure that the person who did the mea culpa originally was probably just, that's exactly where they were at. If we were to do a personal code evaluation when they injected that within the church, that's where they were, was high love of truth and low love of self. On the other hand, if there's high love of truth, and low love of others, that's what we call the recipe for hell to be with. Because now, with this high love of truth, you see an issue, and the mind blows it all out of proportion. And it's, you know, it's, it's the typical making a mountain out of a molehill. Only this time, it lays it right square on somebody else's shoulders, so somebody else is to blame. So that's the hell to be with part. And so... When that profile is part of a person's personal code evaluation, what we do is we give specific assignments for elevating the score of love for self and love for others so they come into balance. And now if there's a problem, I see, oh, there's a problem. Okay, so there's a problem. I don't have to make it a big deal. I don't have to beat myself up over it or someone else. I'm in balance with the love. So just so people have an idea what you're talking about there. 
So go for it. I oh, okay. just wanted to let people have an idea of that. Gotcha. So I, I love the dynamics. I love learning about what different things mean and how they correlated with each other. And, and um, I very much appreciated the examples that were used. Um, you used real examples and, and what they were like and how they changed. And, um, and during all that, uh, Jeannie was doing all the, um, she was coming up with the different diagrams during that period. So I felt like even though it was the first pilot class that was taken, I felt like uh, uh, the contributions that were given um, by the people that were attending that class were taken into consideration and were incorporated for future classes. And that's an honor and a privilege to be a part of it as well. And so I, I very much enjoyed the personal code evaluation. If anybody is teaching this, um, it, I think it, it's a must, a prerequisite um, to learn how to do that and, and to analyze those. So that's that's my that's my plug for that. Um, as far as laws of living are concerned, um, this summer going to Heartland um, will be the third time that I've taken laws of living in a year, a little over a year. Um, agreed that the core tool for this work is the reality management worksheet or the wake-up sheet. The tools um, that are taught in Laws of Living take that core tool and magnify it into um, being able to to manage the will is my understanding and also get in alignment with the other laws, and um, that has propelled my life um, from as well um, from going to being unmotivated and having no direction and, and beating myself up for it um, for my failures. I've been able to create consciously um, some things that have been that have, that have have been pretty amazing as soon as I put them on purpose that that they have come and I've been able to create a purpose I'm still in the process of the the next the best one <laughs> um but also the uh ha- having a plan knowing how to manage the plan and then knowing how to manage daily goals after that and then also learning and refining uh, the tool of of examining dreams and and looking at dreams and, and being able to ask the questions. Um, yeah, it's a it's a pretty amazing intense process, and the reason why I'm doing it for the third time because I feel the need to continue to refine that um, that goals or that that um, skill set and um, to continue to, um, you know, create a better life. And, and so I want to put those plugs out there and um, encourage people if they're on the fence to, you know, take the plunge and, and, and change their life. Michael, you're not coming through. <laughs> 
he's in the other room, so I can hear him talking. So I know he's he's there. Okay, I hear you between the two of us. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Crazy phone. Anyway. So thank you for sharing your uh, your experience of, of all three of those things. And uh, Laws of Living is, a course, uh, of course, is about, first of all, it comes directly from the first century Aramaic. And the whole idea of Laws of Living is to recognize that nobody's going to hand you a book with a set of laws in it. And here are the rules that you follow. Because a lot of rules aren't laws. Though every law is a rule, every rule is not a law. A lot of men lay down rules for others to follow as an effort to control them. And those rules have been very, very unfortunately given falsely the label of law. Man has never written a law. There's no such thing as practicing law as man's law because there's no such thing. It's, it's ordinances, it's statutes, it's rules, nothing whatsoever to do with the actual law. In the Aramaic language, the word law refers to the way that the eternal forces of the universe work, and the idea of laws of living is to come into conscious relationship with those eternal forces. So there's a way that energy moves in the universe, and we go everywhere from money to sexuality to how to handle the uh, your growing your crops to living in your relationships to your nutrition and we cover the whole gamut of there are ways these energies work and probably the easiest one for people to relate to is because people have some comprehension of it is what's called the law of gravity now the law of gravity really doesn't care what you think about it and it really isn't going to change for you if you want it to you know you, I promise you will not wake up tomorrow morning and because you don't like the law of gravity and the fact that your feet go down, I promise that in the morning, even though you may want them to, your feet will not go up. They will go down. It's just the way the eternal forces work. And the eternal forces are impersonal. There's no punishment in the eternal forces. If you walk up to a 2,000-foot cliff and don't understand the law of gravity, 2,000 feet down, the bones will break. That's just the way the eternal force operates. And so you've bumped into the law. The law hasn't broken. Gravity wasn't broken. You know, men fly airplanes. Gravity isn't broken when men fly airplanes. Understanding and harmonizing with the law of gravity, being in conscious relationship with the law of gravity, you you, you get to build an airplane and fly. Well, so it is in each of the arenas of law. And so the whole laws of living, the 16-day course, is about coming into conscious relationship with those eternal forces in every arena. And that, uh, that intensive will start August 29th and go through September 13th. One of the things that we focus on, and you mentioned will there, we recognize that will is a spiritual faculty with which the mind is managed. And so a person who has a low use of will score on their personal code evaluation perhaps has lots of dreams about how they're going to get things done, but they just don't ever do it because will is not strengthened. So one of the focuses of the course is strengthening will. We'll spend quite a bit of time on that. 
and we'll see how speech relates to all of this and how that fits in. We, we spend a lot of time uh, working with the idea of what we call regulatory speech. And so once will is strengthened, will is the faculty with which you manage your mind. If it's not strengthened, then your mind manages you and whatever's going on and it runs your life. We look to reverse that for people who are in that position. So it's a powerful 16 days. And of course, we'll be doing total fresh and raw food. And uh, we'll be at Heartland here in Theodosia, Missouri. We've actually got uh, two different intensives. We'll be doing a nine-day Why Is This Happening to Me Again from August 14th to 22nd. And we'll be doing that 16-day Laws of Living from August 29th to September 13th. And, uh, and then there's the in between that, and this is only for people who've either done or are going to do the laws of living or teacher training, uh, who want to work with the personal code evaluation. We now have it online digitally, so it can be available to people. And so that training will start on August 25th and go through the 22nd. So 25, 6, and 7 will be a three-day. We are starting on Monday uh, with a 10-day food fund forgiveness. Pardon me. Yes, food fund forgiveness and work program. So that will start on uh, on Monday, just a couple of days from now. We'll be stepping into that food fund forgiveness on the 1st of August through the 10th. And in that intensive, we do some cooked food as well as raw food. And Ari tells me he's got some awesome new recipes he's going to be bringing. And so we'll be uh, spending time playing in the kitchen. We'll do work projects on the property during the day and in the evening, we'll do classes. So each evening we'll do a, a different class and and will be some continuous classes from one night to another if we don't get it completed in one evening. And then on Saturday, you know, next Saturday, we'll do uh, Mind Shifters and Still Point Breathing. So if you want to join us for any of that, we'd be honored and delighted for you to come and join us. And Jeannie tells me we've got a couple of hands up, so let's say hello to our callers. Jeannie? Yes, we do. The first one is area code 347. You're on the air. Who do we have? Three four seven. Give us a name. Where are you calling from? Area code three four seven. You're on the air. Give us a name. Well, maybe they've stepped away from the phone, sweetie. Should we try the other caller and see if they come back on three four seven? Sure. The next one is eight zero eight. You're on the air. Who do we have? Yes, this is Roma. Um, hey. The date you're looking hey there, for, Jeannie. Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. Good to hear your voices. I, um, the date that um, Dr. Tim did that worksheet was uh, June 30th. Oh, awesome! Thank you. Awesome. I was listening to all. <laughs> I was listening to all the days in July, and uh, so thank you for telling me that. Okay. Yeah. June. 30th. It was a Thursday. It was June 30th. Yeah. Thank you very much, Rama. I keep notes of everything I hear on this thing. Well, hey, if you've got, you know, look on the website and any of the ones, like when I'm on the switchboard, I'm also keeping notes and I put it out on the website, but uh, any of the days that I've not been on there, I don't have notes for. So mm. if you've got notes for any of those days, drop them to me in an email. Well, I do, but they're much more brief than what you have on the website. That's okay. That's fine. It's better than nothing, which is uh, what I've got right now. <laughs> which dates, better than what we've got. Dates, which dates are you are you lacking? Again? Well, if you look well, on the website, I, I know, you'll on see the they're website, empty. 
Yeah, it's empty. Okay, all right. Well, I'll see if I can. It would be very minimal what I could share That's with you. That's fine. I'll share That's you fine. That. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. Better, better than what we got. And also, if you happen to listen to any of the uh, reruns of the shows, any of the old archives, and mm-hmm. there's not a description when you go to get it, and, and this is an invitation or request from everybody while you're listening to it, if you'd make a few notes on it and share it with us, then it's there so that people have at least some direction or some idea of what that show was about. And so mm-hmm. that would be awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So how's the weather in Hawaii? Well, it's overcast. You know, we had a, a, a hurricane pass through, but it, 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 uh, it got diverted. But the weather has been very unpredictable. Like yesterday, it was overcast, but by the time it was 11 o'clock in the morning, it was bright sunlight. So, you know, things change over here real fast. It's like being in Florida. If you don't like the weather, wait 15 minutes. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, anything else exciting happening in your world or anything else we can do to support you? Questions you have, um, thoughts? Lots of exciting things happening in my world, but um, uh, um, the main thing was was the uh, new medication, which was very disorienting, and I'm still not I'm I'm still not uh, I, I'm still not stable enough mentally to actually talk about it. <laughs> yeah, okay, it was well, very we'll strong. Just, we'll just hold the space. Lobelia, it balances it out. Medicine, it was a medicine called Lobelia, and uh, right. it's uh, yeah. That can be pretty I, heavy I duty. Not, it was very heavy duty. I actually thought it. I actually could see that it could kill people. So it was pretty interesting, and I'm not quite recovered from that. So anyway, I'm here, and um, I'm glad to be able cool. to um, to support you, Jeannie. And uh, there we go. Cool. By the way, you reminded me, do you know what they call an oriental woman when so, she gives so birth? So, do you so know what they call an oriental woman when she gives birth? What? She's disoriented. Yeah, right. <laughs> Do you know what they call a, 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 a cow when she gives birth? Oh, She's decaffeinated. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. What can I say? <laughs> it was great. It was great. Your Facebook page is often humorous, too, so that's nice. I yeah. like to find funny stuff to put on there just to... Nothing like a good laugh in the middle of all the insanity that's going on to just it's remind true. ourselves to not take ourselves too seriously. Yeah, Paramahamsa Nityananda, whose ashram I lived in for two and a half years, used to say, that, well, he said it and I believe it, that in the act of laughing, we are experiencing enlightenment. You know, the mind is completely gone. Your energy is traveling completely up and out the top of your head. Yeah. Laughing is good. Definitely a transforming thing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, you all have a cool. great time. Okay. Aloha. All right, you have a blessed one. I, did, I didn't know you were from the south. I thought you were from Hawaii, y'all. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I was we'll married to, to that Tennessean for, you know, a few years. So. Oh, there you yeah. go. That's true. Uh, I understand. Yeah, it, it, things, are, things like that are catching, you know. <laughs> yeah, infection. All right, have a blessed one. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Well, Jeannie, shall we go back and check that other area code and see if we found our listener? Well, they've disappeared off the switchboard, so um, if you're still on there, press 1 again or dial back in. 
And someone in Pahrump in the chat room was saying they wish that we would do the women's intensive or an intensive on the West Coast. And uh, so I said, well, we'll just have to talk with Claudia and, and see what we can work out. See how it unfolds. We're willing and ready to take it anywhere on the planet, although we're actually looking at perhaps um, settling a place in Florida. And we've been looking for a place to do intensives in the south, and it's a pretty huge process to haul a kitchen around and everything that's needed, especially doing the kind of food we do, to um, to haul it and set it up to do an intensive other than here at Heartland. And so we're actually looking into a community there in um, central south or central west coast of Florida where they have community centers available to the residents. So we're looking at perhaps setting something up there where we're not going to have to haul things around and we'll have use of the community center and so we'll more regularly probably do our winter intensives in Florida. So we'll see how it all unfolds. In the meantime, our call-in number, if you're on one of those stations where we can't see you in our switchboard or you're in the chat room and you have something you want to share with us beyond uh, the written text, call in number 646-200-4169. We'd love to hear from you. How can we support you? What's exciting in your world? Dr. Tim, anything else on your mind today while we're waiting to see if somebody puts a hand up? Well, I think I would just say that we have somebody who you know has been doing intensive and comes to our support groups regularly who could use a little extra positive thought, prayer, love sent her way. And uh, her first name is Mary, and she's got some issues. She's been struggling with quite a few huge life issues for the past eight or nine months. And last night she had one of her little doggies break the second leg. So she's dealing with lots of stress and and, uh, lots of negative thoughts and blame about not being good enough doggy parent and so if everybody in the listening area would just send love and and hold the space for her I'd appreciate it. And Mary's actually well, talking heart, to Mary. me about coming to the uh women's intensive too. Cool. Well Mary we uh we hold the space for you for, for your dog to uh heal quickly and Probably as your dog gets to stand stronger, you'll get stronger understanding. So, Jeannie, anything else happening in the chat room? Anybody with a hand up in the phone queue? Nope. It has gone quiet again, and we've got 12 minutes. So we've got plenty of time to to touch on a topic. A hand just went up. 417, you're on the air. Who do we have? Hi, it's Magda from Missouri. Hey. Hey there, young lady. Thank you for dinner the other night. Oh, you're so welcome. It's good to have you back here. Um, So I just wanted to take a moment uh, to talk about (laughs) how incredible uh, the laws of living, all of your intenses are great. And to me, the laws of living is Wow, it's like the meat. I don't eat meat, but it's, you know, when they say, where's the meat? 
man, that that class is so abundant with wonderful information and wonderful tools, um, and the scope of it is magnificent. So, again, if anyone's sitting on the the edge, I think I've taken it four, uh, five times. I'm not sure, but um, it's always always great. So, um, and also, I I was lucky enough and blessed to take Jeannie's very first class, I think it was two years ago in Florida, uh, the three-day intensive, women uh, women's intensive. And I'm, I just uh, encourage any woman who has issues that um, – who would like to be in the company of other women and get the support – of an incredible teacher who has patience, the, the loving kindness, and um, consistent um, application of of love to everyone. And and I agree, uh, man. She really know Jeannie. You really know your stuff. Um, you know all about the forgiveness process and how to apply it, how to teach it. Um, your manner within the class is so kind and loving and and organized. That is so cool. Um, and, uh, and, and at the same time, you are willing to leave your lesson plan. This is a teacher talking, <laughs> the lesson plan. Um, and and move to whatever is needed at the time with whatever comes up, and you do it splendidly. It was a marvelous experience. I don't know if I'm going to get to come on, um, you know, this September. There's a lot happening here, um, and, and I'll certainly be with all of you in spirit. So those are the things I wanted to add to whoever's listening. Thank Yeah, thank you. It was It was wonderful. So I, it was a blessed, blessed uh, place and experience. Yeah. So that's it for me today. Fabulous. Michael. So there Thank you are. Thank you for that input. I'm here. I am here. And it's, uh, it's nice to hear your input. And, you know, Jeannie is one of the quickest studies I've ever uh, known. And then the uh, unique state of being that she brings to uh, to the healing process for women around women's issues and how she's um, worked through some really heavy-duty, serious stuff of her own is, yes, um, is pretty awesome, pretty, you know, to, to keep moving forward and holding that space is a fabulous yes. gift that she has, for sure. That's one of the things I admire um, about Jeannie. You, in your presentations... Um, you are totally and completely um, present to what's going on with you as well as other people, and you are willing to to be there for yourself. And if you need to do some healing, you are completely willing to be supported by the group as well as supporting the group when they need it. And that's a fantastic modeling. I know I've told you that before. I want to tell other people that now. Um, and, yes, you have moved through 
some really intense, deep work. And I admire you for that and for what you're doing with your knowledge. Um, so, yay. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know any other way. <laughs> I don't know any other way to teach but to be transparent. So when I'm, you know, we teach best what we most need to learn. So when I'm teaching something, it's what I need to learn yeah. too. And we're just in the women's intensive. We're just there to heal each other. So. Yes. Yes, indeed. So blessings to all of you, and um, I'm just going to get back to making my tomato sauce. All right, dear heart. Thank you for your call. We appreciate you. Okay. And by the way, we're heading up to uh, to Springfield and to Sam's Club uh, tonight, tomorrow. So if there's anything you guys need, let us know, and we'll pick it up on the way. Okay, and that's tomorrow. We're gonna, we're gonna well, we're gonna head out of here uh, a little later this afternoon and uh, be there at eight o'clock tomorrow morning for the farmers market, where they've got all that awesome food mm, up there. And then uh, and then Sam's Club on the way back before we head back here. So if there's anything you need, let us know. Great. I certainly will. Thank you so much. I will listen now. All right. That may have sounded kind of strange for somebody that's not been here or from this area, but we are so far out in the boonies. I mean, Sam's Club, the closest one, is two hours away, which is in Springfield. Closest Walmart's like an hour away. So when anybody goes to town, as we call it, we always check with everybody else, do you need anything while I'm there? Because, you know, when we live, it, like especially when I'm in Tennessee, you know, it's nothing to go three minutes from home to the store and pick up whatever you need. But here we're so far out, we have to think ahead of time, okay, I'm going to need this, I'm going to need that, and then you just get it all while you're out there. So. And she's exaggerating. Walmart's only 50 minutes away. It's not an hour. <laughs> In any event, we are honored to have this space with you. If you have a question or a thought for us, we'd love to hear your sweet voice. And to allow us to hear it, all you have to do is push one. And we'll be having a conversation. And, you know, this just to go back while we're hanging out, we've got about six minutes left, so we do have time for a, a question that gets to some depth, but just to go back to this whole idea of forgiveness again for a moment and to recognize that, um, you know, we, we live in a culture that tells us that forgiveness is all about being let off the hook. I'm going to let you off the hook or you're going to let me off the hook or I'm going to let myself off the hook. I'm going to forgive myself or God's going to forgive me. And to recognize that forgiveness is not about being let off the hook, you know, if there's, you know, if you look at, if you, you use a metaphor of uh, my, my body, my temple is a temple, it's a house, you know, if the house is dirty and somebody comes along and says, gee, your house is really dirty, but I forgive you for that. Does the house get any cleaner? <laughs> Does the house become any less infested with critters? Because somebody says, I forgive you for having a dirty house. No, it doesn't change anything on the inside. But the actual forgiveness process, as it was taught in the first century, is about going up and cleaning up your house. 
So, you know, if, if you want to help somebody with forgiveness, you're going to be helping them to go inside themselves and clean the interior conditions that drive them to hostility, fear, rage, guilt, grief, drama, or trauma. And as you do that, each situation where there's something to be cleaned becomes a strength, becomes another power that's available to you. So not only is it the removal of what doesn't belong, but it's the learning. And I, again, I love this idea that came forward from one of these women in that movie, Beyond, uh, Ho- or Beyond Belief, of post-traumatic growth, that each trauma that you go through has a gift to hand you, has something to offer you. And to stand in the space of willingness rather than the complaint that it's there and to recognize that as long as you're languaging, I forgave them, I forgave myself, it's got nothing whatsoever to do with forgiveness. You know, the church, oftentimes people will go to church and they'll say, well, I know that I'm forgiven. Excuse me, you're stuck in a fraud. You're stuck in a lie. That's not true. In order for the creator to forgive you for something, the creator had to judge you for something, and the creator never did such a thing. If you engage in an energy called hate, there's hate in your house, in your temple. And you, the, the creator isn't going to take away your hate unless you open the space and say, I'm ready to forgive this. I'm going to do my part. Now, do I know how to move the energy of hate out of my structure? No, but love does. The active presence of love does. But I have to... Bring the space around where that can occur. So, you know, people will talk about, well, I've already been forgiven for my quote-unquote sins. And remember the word sin in Aramaic is an archery term. It means off the mark. And, and that's just totally false. It's not what it is. So it's not about being forgiven for something. It's about engaging in the process of forgiveness so that you remove literally the energetic dynamics that block you living is the presence of love. So forgiveness of fear, the, the forgiveness is applied to the fear to remove fear. The forgiveness is applied to hate to remove hate. Forgiveness is applied to grief to remove grief. Forgiveness is applied to pain to remove pain. It's not about being let off the hook for it. And when you can bring what's less than loving you forward, and this is the genius of Yeshua's first century Aramaic forgiveness, which is reflected in the wake-up sheet that we directed you to earlier on the show, to take that tool is what opens a space to access those things which we tend to live in a way that we keep them hidden, and when they come forward for exposure to love, they dissolve. Now forgiveness has occurred. Now I face that situation that yesterday perhaps I said, my child enraged me, and I'm with my child, and I'm in the space of love. There's no rage left because I've removed that. So recognize the difference in the conversation around forgiveness from the first century to what the Greeks have taught us, which is totally false about forgiveness. And so we're here to share that technology with you to support you in the process. We're honored that you join us every day that you do, and we hold the space for you to have the best year yet in life. Blessings. Bye-bye. I choose to live more consciously, evolving continuously. Thank you for listening to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice, and myself, Jeannie Rice. 
as we present the Internal Aramaic Process of Forgiveness. We are here every Monday through Friday from 1 to 2 o'clock Eastern Time on Earth Angels Radio. For more on Michael, myself, or Aramaic Forgiveness, please visit www.whyagain.org. That's www.whyagain.org. Thank you.